the problem I had with what Nas did is something that bothered you and me for that matter, not just you, it bothered both of us about Joe Biden questioning blackness of whether or not you're still trying to decide between me and Donald Trump, right? That's triggering for you and I to have our blackness question. Regardless of what that girl is doing, Gatry, she's still black, right? And I think it's a futile argument to, to argue someone's blackness, whether it's Terry Crews, whether it's Doja Cat, whether it's whoever else we don't agree with. You can Two things can be true at the same time. I can be black and ignorant. I can be black and problematic. I can be black. Like, I'm still black. I'm just these other things as well. As well. And I'm Ronnie Gatry, the emotional one. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast, your source for sophisticated ignorance, intellectual stupidity, and well-articulated nonsense. Walker! We finna cook! I think this is the tipping point. Peace and blessings, beloveds. We want to thank everyone for tuning in and supporting the podcast. Uh, God bless you all. If you are listening for the first time, we definitely want to shout you out. And if you get to the end of this podcast, if you make it to the end of this podcast and you actually are enjoying the sophisticated ignorance that you are listening and partaking in, please do us another favor and follow us, subscribe to us, leave us a five-star review if you're on Apple and show us love. Let us know that you rock with us. Also, guys, we have a website. This website lists all of our streaming platforms as well as our social media platforms. It also provides a link to our YouTube page. Uh, Gatry, that website is? TheTippingPoint.com. T-H-A. TippingPoint.com. And with that, sir, shall we begin what I believe to be is episode 90? Nine zero, Walker. We are here. Yes, sir. Let's do it. How have you been, man? Man, it's been it's been a rather frenetic week for me, man. Um been juggling juggling a lot this week. Um, you know, the boys went to school this week and uh you know, <laughs> had to calm those nerves. So I had to um <laughs> solicit uh the the uh <laughs> the assistance from um a bottle, if you know what I mean, just to kind of <laughs> calm my nerves Thursday night. So Took a little sip or something just to keep me cool. But now nah, everything went well. Um, they went back on Thursday. Yeah, they went back on Thursday and Friday. Half days each day. Um, you know what's funny, man? I was, uh, My wife and I were most concerned about my youngest and how he'd adapt. And um, man, he, was a, he was a G. You know, he, um, he got out the car, saw his teacher there, walked with her. Uh, was super confident, which is which uh, embodies my youngest son, and just kind of handled it. You know, I, I came to pick him up. You know, I rushed to get there, and uh, he just kind of looked at me like, "Dad, what's the big deal? You know, we got this." I was like, "Okay, bro, well, get in your car seat and let's ride out." You know, so, but now nah, he he had a lot of good things to say about his new class, uh, his teacher, his buddies he's made. I mean, for an almost three year old, that that dude sure has a lot to say. No idea where he gets that from, but yeah, man. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> good week, Walker, uh, all around from top to bottom. Um, I do want to share a few things, Walker, before we transition to you. Um, you know, I like to shout out my YouTube or excuse me. I like to shout out our YouTube subscribers. Shout out to David Solomon. You may remember him from some other uh, podcasts before way before us. That was a long time ago. Time to get him back in the booth. Uh, he has subscribed, man. We're up to 10 total subscribers, Walker, and you still are not one of them. So listeners, please help me um, try to coerce Walker and subscribing to our YouTube channel. So uh, <laughs> anyway, one other thing, Walker, I think you'll love this. Um, you know, we had we, we put something on our IG last week about uh, cake. You know, is it is cake really cake without icing? So um, I took to Instagram stories and I put a little poll out there, Walker, and I think you love the results. So uh, we had a whopping 20 total votes, man. And Walker, uh, long story short, 80 percent of people out there agree that it ain't cake if it ain't got icing. So I'm just I'm just I'm just submitting that to you. I'm putting that there. I'm not trying to sway your opinion or anything. Just want to hear what you think about what the people said. Let me ask you a question based on how you asked <laughs> okay. the question. You can answer you a question with cake, a question for sure. Or did you say pound cake? I said cake. That, that was what I said in the clip. OK, what was our argument about cake? That's what I said. Pound the clip cake. I said pound cake cake. Continue on. So, I mean, what are your thoughts about that, Walker? The 80%. I mean, are you changing your tune on cake here or what? You keep changing the narrative away from pound cake. So I'm not going to address your foolishness. Continue it's not mine. On. It's the people. This, this, no, 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 this has no. nothing to do with me. You said you are, you are, we're having two separate arguments. <laughs> Most icing does have cake, but there is such thing of cake without icing, which was your argument. <laughs> what is cake without icing? And I said, there is such a thing as pound cake. <laughs> And then you said, there's pound cake without icing? And I said, oh, yeah. Walker, Absolutely. I, I but challenge that was not you, your question. I challenge you that to. That was uh, not your question to the poll. I challenge you to revisit our IG uh, page. I think you're subscribed to that one. Um, <laughs> do you know, do you, do you understand what it means to be manipulative? <laughs> no, let, let's draw it out of here for the listeners. Because I know I'm not, I know I'm not know, the only you, one that doesn't know. If you don't know, I'll walk you through a PowerPoint after this podcast gotcha. is over. Thank you, man. How you doing over there, bro, on the other side of the internet? I'm going to look at you this way. <laughs> I am doing... <laughs> oh, that's how I look at you, sideways. So, I'm doing really good, actually. I am actually down... Since this pandemic started, I am now officially down 14 pounds. Oh, my goodness, Walker. Let's give it up for you, bro. Big news. I am a pound away from my goal of losing 15 pounds for the year. Wow. Okay. So I am feeling incredibly good. You got um, to, I almost man. did a five mile run. My Nike app had me stop short a little bit, but did a five mile run. One of my almost a five mile run, and it was one of my fastest times I've ever ran, and I didn't feel like I killed myself. Wow! Uh, to get that time, I actually felt rather good. Um, dude, I'm in really good shape. I'm really excited about about this particular health journey because I'm doing. Yes, I am doing. Uh, I told you I was doing this this heat program. Uh, by a guy, uh, DP. He is, I am the real DP on Instagram. Uh, really fit dude, successful trainer, um, big following. I'm doing his plan along with my wife. And while I'm doing that plan, I'm also doing other things as well. 
uh, to kind of supplement that, that I really enjoy. And the workouts have been cool because me and wife has been doing them together. So that always makes it easier to notice you got a partner, but just this level of fitness, I'm doing a lot of things that I particularly enjoy doing, which I think is the key to fitness in and of itself. Uh, finding something that you actually like to do. Um, and if you don't like doing something in fitness, it's almost like food. You don't give up on eating because you didn't like a particular food. Preach. You just move on to the next thing. So yeah. fitness is a lot like that. And uh, I think I've settled into running and other aspects uh, of fitness that I, I can do. I do it just to suppress and, and, and relieve stress and do all those types of things. So as a result of incorporating uh, a healthier lifestyle, the weight has kind of followed suit. So I'm excited about it. I feel good, feel great. Even before I weighed myself yesterday, I was like, man, I feel really good. Mm. And I think that led to the 4.75 mile run uh, that followed shortly afterwards. So, wow. uh, yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm loving, I'm loving where I am right now, man. I'm Walker, doing good. Walker, I'm a, I'm a huge supporter of you. So I'm gonna ride up and just say, you knocked out five. I don't care what anybody else says. Round it up. <laughs> I'll spot you that uh, quarter mile. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Good work, sir. Good work indeed. So other than that, man, I'm good. I, I don't have, personally, I don't have anything else new um, on my end. Um, did you, do we have any, anybody on the prayer list this, this week, this past week? I have nothing. I, I don't know. Nothing either. I know there's, I know there's something out there. I just don't, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't find anything in my research this week. So. I know I'll overlook somebody though. Yeah. Um, and if we did, you know, charges hit our head is not our hearts, but Hey, let's get Doherty. Let's, let's transition on bro. Oh, okay. So it's on you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Walker. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you this, man. Um, it, it was trending this week heavy and, uh, I'm not gonna spell it out, but, um, what you got on this WAP situation, discuss or trash. <laughs> <laughs> or wow. WAP, excuse me. Wow. I didn't know you were going to bring it up. <laughs> yeah. least before our last episode, and I thought about bringing it up, but we had other things to talk about. I knew we were going to circle back around to it, or at least I was going to bring it up at the very least, but yeah, let's talk about it. Right. Let's discuss it. Let's wipe it out, Walker. So so we'll start so with the facts. Wap or WAP? I don't know, Walker. I'm trying this to be respectful. This is where I show my age. Okay. <laughs> WAP if or you, WAP? If you, if you enunciate the full uh, or every term in this acronym, then it should be WAP, you know? So um, I'm okay. going to say WAP. Uh, WAP sounds more catchy, though. Sounds like something yeah, younger like people WAP. would say. Yeah. I've been saying WAP all week, but then I heard someone say WAP a okay. few days ago, and I was like, okay, hold on. Which one? Which is it? Well, I'm just trying to be phonetically uh aligned there so uh let's start with what we know walker cardi b and meg the stallion uh dropped a track and a video last week uh named wap or wop um eh, <laughs> how, how can i how can i safely break down this acronym my mom is listening uh, so <laughs> so I, I will i will um i will reduce it to this I think most people know what it is okay okay so you no think, need to is it safe to say like because of uh who listens to this podcast <laughs> most of them 
would know what it is. Okay. Mom, I'm going to call you and let you know what WAP means. Um, there you go. Take that <laughs> offline. Take that conversation offline. So, I mean, I mean, Walker, uh, I, I heard the track. Um, I, I have to say uh, on social media, they're getting they're getting a mixed bag of results. Some people are dragging them through the mud. Some people are propelling them upwards. Walker, I'm going to be honest. I had no problems with this track. I thought the beat could have been a little better, but, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a producer beat junkie guy. It wasn't bad, you know. It was some if I was in my club days, I could definitely get a groove with. Um, <laughs> but I'm far removed from that, Walker. And here's where you date yourself. I you am. Groove, I mean, it's, you get a groove at the club. I get, I'll groove it, man. <laughs> Jam it on the one. Oh. <laughs> All right, Montel Jordan. <laughs> Gotta get but, the groove on. But uh but yeah, man. Um I, I personally I didn't have a problem with the track. Um, you know, Walker, I'll be honest. I thought about you and a conversation we had post pod when you challenged me, you you brought and you were I'm gonna use this dagger term again that we threw around last week. Um, you you brought a dagger to me, man, and you were right. You know, uh, Walker charged me, he challenged me, he said yeah, you don't listen to female rappers. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. I was immediately defensive. And I was like, well, what about Rhapsody? And he's like, okay, well, who else? Crickets. Yeah, that is not a technical difficulty. That was my mind at the time that Walker asked me that question. So, um, so, so Walker, <laughs> you know, I thought about you and listening to this, and I was like, okay, um, for the culture, I got to at least get uh, listen to this track. But, you know, I immediately went from that track back uh, to my playlist, at least briefly, before I got into another podcast. Uh, but, you know, I, th- those those thoughts aside, Walker, what what do you think? What do you what, from from what you've heard? Um, I don't know if you've seen the video, but I've seen the video. Lord have mercy. It's amazing what they're allowing to go on TV these days. But um, give me your thoughts, Walker. I watched the video. <laughs> oh, <Lord. for> real. <laughs> I have not watched the video. I was um, looking over my shoulders. I was watching. <laughs> I'm going to put it to you this way. I only have eyes for my wife, and I'm determined to keep it that way. Okay. Okay. Um, I definitely have heard the song. The song is a bit of a bop. I can't even knock it. Okay. I can't even knock it. My wife, I think she she called me. She was on her way home from, from work. She had some errands to run, and she was channel surfing on her, on her, uh, cause she lets the radio just go when she's, you know, driving or whatnot. And she, it came up on that song and she was like, Oh my goodness. Like, this is what, this is what's on the radio now. And I'm like, uh, yeah, absolutely. Like my, my thing is this, I think all, I think a lot of us may have aged out of certain aspects of hip hip hop, but we grew up also at a time where WAP or WAP was, pretty much in our playlist right i mean you look back to luke and two live crew and you look at listen to some of his joints you you listen to lil kim like she had lyrics on this level i mean dude we was in college it was i mean that was the bt uncut days (laughs) um tip drill to what that thing smelled like if you recall that 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 terrible track that only made it to bt uncut um I mean, Kaya, my neck, my back. Like, that was a whole bunch of, like, wild, like, what you call risque lyrics in hip-hop. Like, that's that's been a part of the culture for some time. And I think hip-hop has largely stayed the same in that aspect. A lot of us have just aged out. A lot of us uh, are more woke now. A lot of us are, you know what I mean? I think a lot of us have evolved to where we're now our parents and guardians who had something to say when Lil' Kim was out. 
You know what I mean? And so I, I think that that's a part of it. But I think this has been a big part of hip hop. That record did what it was supposed to do. You put two of the hottest chicks in the game, put them together. And like I said, the track in and of itself, you know, yeah, it's not one of the best beats, but it's enough of a bop for the summer. It did what it was supposed to do. It worked. And it got people talking. It's prov- Anytime you put two attractive females um, talking about something provocative on a track with a, a pretty decent beat, it works. It's going to work. And this one did. So, yeah, I, you know, that's that's how I feel. It's not for me necessarily because of where I am in life, but I, I understand this is not something new in hip hop. This has always been prevalent in hip hop. Okay, Walker. Now I'm, I'm going to bring a bag to you that I want you to unpack. Okay. And this bag is labeled reverse misogyny. Okay. And as you unpack this bag, I want you to think about where you were in this whole WAP or WAP element as you were ingesting this content. Okay. Because um, a lot of what I've seen on social media, I have uh, internally labeled as reverse misogyny. What do I mean by that? Uh, simply put, uh, as you said, uh, we Walker, you and I, we grew up on hip hop. We did, you know, very male driven uh, entertainment uh, category, if you will. We we heard about, you know, how big certain parts of our bodies are and, you know, how we were just so braggadocious and like what we do to women, you know, in a, in a negative. And I, I say we meaning rappers. I'm not 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 me pers- uh, personally. My rap album never surfaced. Um, but but, you know, we heard all this in rap and we, we kind of okayed it and we normalized it. So let's let's assess the shift here. And, you know, credit to you uh, talking about Kaya. Lil Kim and the likes, um, we, 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 we transfer over to this whole WAP situation and um, certain people have a have a problem with it because they feel like uh, women in general should be preserving or protecting their sexuality. So um, to that, Walker, I'm just going to say, again, I have no problem with this. If you're in rap, you know, you have the free I think you have the free reign to, you know, however you start with a clean slate, however you want to decorate that art is up to you. I don't I don't see any wrong done in expressing themselves this way on this track. Um, but w- w- what would you what do you say or what do you think about the whole reverse misogyny uh, vibe that's that, that they've been getting on social media by, you know, a pocket of people? When you say reverse misogyny. I'm, I'm make that more clear for me when you say reverse misogyny, because I only just think of it as just misogyny. OK, so misogyny in my mind, and I try to simplify it as much as I can. You have men objectifying women. Right. So um, in the way I have I've chronicled it, reverse misogyny is women objectifying women. So it's kind of it's kind of like a flip. I, I guess I guess generally you would think women uh, objectifying men. Which, yeah, that's which, what I was thinking. Which happens, gone, but I didn't get that by okay. your by your explanation. Well, may, maybe reverse isn't the best term. Forgive me, but um, what do you what do you think about this? You know, seemingly <laughs> modern form of misogyny uh, taking place on the female perspective or from the female. So perspective. women objectifying women, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, because you, I mean, you got you've got you've had yin yang twins talking about wait till you see something. You know, like. Okay. <laughs> now you've Point got till you see something. That's how it went. That's right. how the song went. Yes. The version I listened to. I don't know what the real version says. Um, <laughs> I don't even think the edited version said that. But, um, I really don't. I really don't know. Do you have um, a problem with it though? Women objectifying themselves this way. 
and being intentional about it. I think if anything, the way to say it is women participating in, I don't know if you can just call it, I don't know if misogyny is the right word. Um, the way I feel about it is this is I think there's always a responsibility component when it comes to whatever kind of messaging you're putting out there. Um, considering that you're Cardi, you're Meg the Stallion, you're you're going to be highly impressionable on on women across the board, right? Um, you had a whole lot of women last year saying, hey, this is this is city girl, hot girl summer. Right. Like you're very impressionable to a lot of women. And so I think I think that it's important to understand that while you are you are embracing your sexuality as a woman, it's important to also bring other things to the table that makes you a woman as well. And I think a lot of them do that. I think sometimes we tend to focus on um, songs and lyrics and whatnot that may be triggering and bring more attention than others, um, like WAP or WAP. But I think it's important to to bring a balanced perspective of what it's like to really be a woman in your music. And I think that was something your more conscious uh, artists did uh, coming up the Queen Latifahs, the you know those type of women. They they embraced a more balanced perspective of womanhood. Listen, man. If if a woman wants to 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 be sexual and that not that's that's her right, that's her business. I just think it's important to highlight other aspects of being a woman and demanding respect as a woman because of what else you bring to the tables is is is, is as important as well. You think the just same goes for men? So what now? You think the same goes for men? It should be, but we know there's a double standard. You know what I mean? It's that that's I think that's the problem. I was going to say that till I understood what you was implying. It is a bit of a double standard uh, because men can talk about their body parts all day long, the whole nine. So it should go both ways. I, I don't think it's fair. And I think you do get into misogyny when you establish a standard for women that you're not really holding men to at the same at the same rate. Right. Right. So, you know, we want women, we want to protect their sexuality, but we'll celebrate men for flaunting theirs. Right. Yeah. Like they're not having, you know, I would assume they're not having sex with themselves. So they have to have sex with women. So how do you, how can you uphold both? You can't really, right? right. Unless you bring them up under one same standard. Okay. But, you know, listen, I think, I think, uh, my thing is this, the reason why that song works so well, not to get, not to get, you know, real woke is that as guys, we actually like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a key component to, uh, to that being enjoyable. Sure. We, we like that. Like, yeah. could you imagine, like, I, I wanted to ask you this. Can you imagine? Cause you, cause we're, we're, we're devoted husbands to our wives. Absolutely. Could you imagine one day you're at work? out the blue let's i'm 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 gonna ask you i'm gonna make it personal for you you're at home right you're at home and it's it's about eight ish you know what i mean eight ish y'all have already eaten dinner y'all just kind of you know you with the boys they run all over the place wife goes to the bathroom right so you with the boys you don't think nothing of it all of a sudden you get a text message from wifey that says go ahead and put the boys to bed and meet me in the bedroom. Me and this WAP gonna be waiting on you. 
What goes on to you? What, what in that moment? What do you do, Gad? Uh, first thing I do is check my internet signal because she's got to be talking about wireless access point. <laughs> <laughs> my wife. <laughs> Maybe the internet ain't down. The internet's working. Wi-Fi booming. <laughs> nah, um, you going straight to the router? Huh? Yeah, going straight where we keep our router. I'm going straight. I'm beelining it. I'm throwing a little kid over my shoulder. Look, mommy's having an issue with wireless. Okay, no. In all honesty, if I if I were to ever get that text from my wife, I am literally catapulting the boys upstairs. Like with this, with this, you you, you know what a catapult? I'm like. Balling them up, putting them in there. Boom. Get upstairs. One. Okay, you're next. Number two. Boom. Y'all figure out how to get to bed yourself. Uh, mommy and daddy are going to be downstairs being mommy and daddy. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> but yeah, I, I get your I get your point there, Walker. We like that. Yeah. I mean, we like that. And, and that's something that, and that's, I mean, I'm telling you, like, that's something as a husband that would, we would really like that. Like, right. we like again sexuality is is i think a lot of because we're in modern times sexuality for women has been considered so taboo it's been considered something so you know you you can you can respect those who are being open to exploring that especially when it's in a safe confines of a marriage right right but oftentimes because it's not explored like women have been condemned They've been talked about for that, but within my thing, like I think it'd be fly to see my wife talk like that, or see my wife do something like that. Would be fly in the same way that my wife would want me to be uh, more fair, hold her, be more sensitive to her. Like those are things that naturally I have to learn to, to be and do because you know I don't naturally would do that to the way that she would need or would want me to do it. In the same way that we, you, you saw how you would respond to that scenario with your wife. I would respond in a similar fashion. I have responded in a similar in a fashion. You know what I mean? Like whatever I was doing in that moment, when I got that text, I dropped it. I realized just how insignificant it was. Right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, like I I just think as as guys, we we you're gonna be hard pressed to find guys who are genuinely like that's wrong. Right or that's this and that because deep down and it's why I ha- I still haven't watched the video to this day because I'm like nope I don't need that imagery in my mind towards any other woman so yeah fair enough no oh uh, con- congrats to was it is it it's it's Cardi's track right it's Cardi's track featuring Meg um and I'm guessing her foot is healed by what I saw in that video so yeah <laughs> depending on when they shot it I don't know true that's a good point they, that's a good point yeah. Um, so I guess it's on me. I'm next. Yes, sir. Um, mine was, that was one of mine's, but I was going to bring up, uh, you just heard a clip or a track from Nas, uh, extra black. He dropped a, a new track. Discuss or trash? Oh, discuss it. I got to be brief here. Uh, well, uh, listeners, I'll be honest. I just, uh, I just heard it moments before we started recording. Uh, cause some other artists, uh, released another track that's been, uh, <laughs> been, uh, in my eardrums, this, uh, this week or this weekend, I should say, but now I was pleased with what I heard. Um, again, Walker, I was just waiting for Nas to come in. Does he ever come in? I, I got three minutes in and I just heard a crazy beat, you know, I, in any, 
No? Okay. So Nas, so Nas is going to drop an album, King's Disease, on August 21st. It's upcoming Friday. Oh. And that was one of the tracks. And, uh, you know, this new song he has with uh, producer Hit Boy, um, Extra Black, uh, was released on Friday, um, the 14th. I think it was the 14th. Um, and, of course, yeah, I liked it. And yes, Nas is rapping on it uh, uh, I, I pretty it well again. throughout. And um, we already know how your, your ear goes straight to production. That and beat was music. bananas, you don't really listen. <laughs> you really don't listen to, to lyrics like that for real. I don't even understand why you just don't just go search for instrumental tracks. Because they don't release instrumentals know. on Fridays. So what? <laughs> they don't release instrumentals on Fridays. If I waited for instrumentals, I wouldn't hear that track until next year. Okay, fair enough. Anyway, there was a point in that song that I wanted to bring up. I'm not sure if you heard it, but he takes a swipe at an artist that I didn't, I wasn't familiar with until maybe a few months ago. Not that I listened to her music, but an artist by the name of Doja Cat. Oh yeah. And his uh, no, don't do that. I already know you don't even know who I'm talking. I about. do Doja. Yes, I do know about Doja Cat. Now I haven't know, know I haven't known about Doja for a long time. But li- again, I am a listener of Sway in the Morning, and they've been talking about Doja for a while. I okay. just so happened to hear some of her music maybe two weeks ago. Okay. So in in Nas's in Nas's song, um. He pretty much says, "I'm ex- unapology. We're going ultra black, unapologetically black, the opposite of Doja Cat." Mm. Now you know where that comes from, or yeah. do you want me, for the sake of our yeah. listeners, to kind of break that out? I think you. I do know where it comes from, but go ahead and break it out just for those who may be under a rock. A few months ago, you know, in, in light of, um, and this is kind of coming up into when we were, you know. Dealing with the Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd. Like, this was the beginning of people getting exposed for racist things they may have been involved with in the past. So Doja Cat got hers kind of early. Doja Cat is, she identifies as black, of course. But there were videos and screenshots that surfaced showing her participating in a video chatting platform called Tiny Chat. Um, people on Twitter was accusing her of talking to racists and laughing to their racist jokes. So that, of course, uh, brought a lot of criticism. But she also, back in 2015, uploaded a, a track she did on SoundCloud called Didn't Do Nothing, um, which pretty much kind of spokes at... Uh, victims of police brutality and it was kind of around that time of Sandra Bland so the insensitivity and the timing of it really made her just problematic overall so Nas in his track Extra Black pretty much says yeah whatever Extra Black is it ain't her Mm. and this drew mixed criticism uh, from people um saying that you know why you got to go after uh a black a black female there's a lot of black men out there it like the, to hear people's comments on it was pretty interesting um i want to know from you is it pop do you consider that as a diss to doja cat 
Um, nah, nah, I don't. Uh, only because your, I guess your activity has been put out there for everyone to consume. And, you know, just, just like us being content creators, we, we share our thoughts and opinions on things. Once we put ourselves out there a certain way, it's up to the public to discern what they want from that. I, you know, I've taken criticism for my comments made uh, several weeks ago on a podcast we did unhappily ever after. And, um, I, Putting 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 myself in the narrative of that question, um, I if if someone came to me and said, "Hey, Ronnie, Ronnie is a uh, Ronnie's against marriage, and he doesn't think marriage should ever be happy," I have to be willing to accept that because that's how they took my comments. Now, again, we're in the driver's seat of content creation, so I have the privilege and the opportunity to correct myself, which I've done several times. But um, in terms of Nas taking taking what he's seen in terms of Doja Cat's activity. And, you know, internally labeling her as not 100% black. No, nah, not a diss at all. Not in my opinion. Gotcha. Um, I think it is a diss. Let's I think hear it. it is a diss. Um, definitely took a swipe, swipe at her. Um, what I was getting coming out of just reading the comments was I was being introduced to, I got introduced to it earlier in the week, but it came up around this topic as well, is we talked about misogyny. But this word is misogynoir, misogynoir, I think, hmm. which is misogyny aimed specifically at black women, right? And so it was an issue as to can you be and and like I said, he did took he took a he took a swipe at at her. And I'm explain what I'm explain why I think it's a diss in a moment. But the the, the argument is Women start really certain women didn't have a problem with it, but you know, of course, there were women who did have a problem with it. Like you could have named a whole bunch of people like Terry Crews, you could have named a whole bunch of other people, you know, that are black men and are problematic. Why go after a female and your title is extra black? And it raised questions to the idea of can you be extra black or pro black and diss black women? is what the question led to. Now, let me get to my reasons why I think Nas dissed. I feel that, I feel that black women are not above accountability, which means they should be held accountable for their actions, right? Just because, just because you're a black woman don't mean you're above criticism. So we can criticize you and bring and hold you accountable to your actions and allow you to see yourself, right? Personally, I don't think that's what Nas was doing. Now, it was a hot line. I ain't even gonna front. It was a hot line. And Terry Crews doesn't rhyme with anything you're trying to say black in this song. So I, I get why he used it, right. right? I'm not I'm not gonna be blind to that. But it was a diss. It really was. It was a knock on her because I don't think Nas cares whether or not whether or not I don't think he cares that much about Doja Cat. It just really rhymed with black. Okay. Can we, is that fair enough to I say? Think, I, I don't think, think he fair. was invested in her change behavior or anything. And so not to say be a he's, rat he's holding her accountable, out, I don't okay. think that's the track. Okay. It's a diss. So that's why I say it's a diss. The problem I had with what Nas did is something that bothered you and me for that matter, not just you, it bothered both of us about Joe Biden 
questioning blackness of whether or not you're still trying to decide between me and Donald Trump, right? That's triggering for you and I to have our blackness question. Regardless of what that girl is doing, Gatry, she's still black, right? And I think it's a futile argument to, to argue someone's blackness, whether it's Terry Crews, whether it's Doja Cat, whether it's whoever else we don't agree with. You can, two things can be true at the same time. I can be black and ignorant. I can be black and problematic. I can be black, like I'm still black. I'm just these other things as well that I have to be held accountable for, right? And I think in the case of, I think in the case of being, if we're going to put uh, black women out there, we should hold them accountable in the way in which we're invested in their accountability, not just diss them and throw them under the rug like that or throw them out there. Now, your thoughts on that? Um, gosh, I don't know where to start. So, so on one hand, Biden, Biden questions my blackness and I'm, I'm obviously appalled by that. Sure. Um, but, and I don't know if this is the right frame of mind, but I actually think Nas has more of a playing ground to question my blackness than Joe Biden ever has because he is that. You know, game recognized game is kind of a kind of the uh, the motive I'm going for here. Gotcha. So so while and, and, and th- think about our dynamic. I know we 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 established this years ago. Um, you know, even before the show was popular. But uh, my my black ish. You know, uh, I <laughs> externally the skin the skin fits the description, but internally my thoughts and some of my actions have have led you to kind of chronicle me as that. Because it's not what's in the book of what black is supposed to mean. Now, I, I don't fault you for that. I embrace that that uh, that uh, that nickname. I do. I think it's I think it's comical. Um, but you know, I guess where all the where all the jokes end is <laughs> once the mics are off and uh, we're removed from this podcast. Once I enter that society, there's no question as to who I am or what I am. You know what I'm saying? So um, I, I'd have to slightly, slightly disagree. I'm okay, I'm okay with Nas assessing uh, the blackness level of Doja Cat in this capacity, um, just like I'm okay with you assessing my blackness in this capacity. Does that make any sense? No, I understand the argument. I just don't agree with it. I don't oh, agree with oh, it okay, because okay. at the end of the yeah, I understand the argument totally. It's just that. I feel like in the past you and I have jokingly done that. Sure. And I know for the at the same time I know you're black. Right. So me saying you're less or more black than any, like to me I think that's the that's that's a futile argument. It serves no purpose really because at the end of the day just to your point when you and I uh turn these mics off and we go out and engage life people aren't going to know your background story. They're not going to know your credentials. They're not going to know how well educated you are and how articulate you are. They're only going to judge you and see you by one thing. That's your black skin. That in and of itself makes us all collectively black. Now, where we go from there in terms of holding each other accountable for the things we say and do is a whole nother ball game. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm getting into is now that we're all black, we need to hold each other to a higher standard in terms of how we project our blackness in that sense. But to, but to strip you of being black or less black because of something you do, 
it's tempting to do because it's our knee-jerk reaction to things we don't agree with or triggered by, right? Well, well Walker, like we're all triggered by a Terry Crews and his foolishness over the past few weeks. But that's that's what but I'm saying. Is still black. That's what I'm saying. The outlet that Nas uh, decided to use in terms of going at Doja Cat, I don't think it's any different than this podcast narrative, than this podcast outlet, I should say. So that's why I'm just kind of like, yeah, you you may call it this, I don't. It's it's entertainment. It's something out there, like you said. Nothing rhymes with Cruz, even though a lot does, but not in that particular track, you know. So it's just like, I it to to me, it's it, you know, it's it's art. It's part of the art. I don't I don't think if if Nas and Doja Cat were to meet outside of the studio, I don't think there'd be that similar type of energy personally. So that's why I can just kind of kind of reduce this as entertainment and be like, ah, eh, it may be a diss, it may not be a diss, but it was entertaining. It got the people talking. Uh, so yeah, so I'm I'm here for it. In other words, gotcha. Here we go. All right, Walker. We've waited long enough. Let's talk about Kamala Harris. <laughs> discuss her trash. Uh, let's discuss it. Okay. So I'm not going to waste any time talking about Biden giving her the nod. I believe everyone with the pulse knows this. Um, but Walker, I, uh, as I told you in the opening, this is a frenetic week for me. Um, I I, uh, I encountered lots of different people several of which were talking about this, buzzing about this. I pulled away four key sentiments that I want to bring to you, Walker. Okay. Are you ready for this, Walker? Yes, you are. You, you, you're born ready. Okay. So the first one is obvious. And um, this is a bad look for the Democrats. And I, I had, I had more, than, more than one person tell me this. Um, these people I, I attribute to being leaning more left, I guess. So that their concern is, you know, that the Democrats, they think that they think the Democrats primary objective should be to remove Trump from office. And they these people do not understand how nodding or tapping Kamala Harris helps do that. You know, look at the optics like we just talked about. She's a black woman. Okay, so we know we know how black women are are treated in this country and not in this country on this globe for that matter so biden tapping her is kind of like the nail in the coffin to any chance of removing trump from office this is just what i've heard walker your thoughts sir what are your thoughts on that <laughs> i'm not gonna lie walker i agree with probably 60 percent of that comment so um i just i just think about i think about the uh the election in 2016 and how it was a rather polarizing election and how these uh these roots of uh of racism were uh were expunged not expunged but were explained expounded upon um during the campaign trail you know with the rallies and all this th and all this uh all this other uh, foolishness i can kind of i can kind of understand why the democrats who you got you got biden who's been getting absolutely eaten alive in terms of social reception he goes and taps uh kamala and it's like okay well <laughs> we we were hoping you get somebody who would kind of supplement you a little bit more and um in terms of the white vote which is the overwhelming major majority you would think you would target that angle in order to uh coerce more white people into voting democrat and you you take that concern and you go and you tap kamala it's 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 questionable behavior in my opinion yeah you're forcing me so here's the thing. 
I think I, I understand the argument. I understand the merit behind the argument. I don't think he has necessarily cost himself the election based on choosing her. Um, but I, again, I get the argument because Kamala is very centrist or moderate. Uh, she's she's more establishment uh, for the Democratic Party, right? And that's who Joe is now. Compared to Joe, she's a bit she's a bit more progressive. Um, if you compare the two, but two progressives, they don't really see her as one of them. Right. Right. So I think I, I don't I think what Kamala is, is she is a safe conservative pick for Joe Biden. Right. So I think what the 2016 election did was it exposed the divide within the Democratic Party. Right. You had conservative moderates on one side, the establishment. Right. And then on the other side, you had progressives. And the idea was after a two term Obama presidency, that the Democratic Party was going to move in the direction of being a much more progressive party. Well, it's been a power struggle ever since, because who did they roll out for us instead of Bernie Sanders in 2016? Hillary, Hillary Clinton. Right. And she picked Tim Kaine. Tim Kaine didn't really appeal to a lot of young people. Black people was like, who is that? I had to actually look up who her running mate was just last week because I totally forgot about Tim Kaine. Um, And they kind of did something similar this time with Joe Biden, right? So I think the argument and the concern there is you brought someone, again, if you're progressive, you wanted to see someone like an Elizabeth Warren, uh, you wanted to see someone, and of course, with what happened in the past few months with the George Floyd situation, there's a strong need for black representation, right? So a lot of black people were calling for George, uh, for Joe Biden to to appoint or select a black female vice president as his running mate, right? So I think that steam kind of pushed Elizabeth Warren to the side. And I think you start having the Kamala Harris's, uh, you start having, uh, I think as Susan Rice was one of the, the finalists. Um, I'm trying to think of the other name. She was a representative out of California, but she was, um, she was considered more of a liberal. This, this woman I, whose name I can't think of. I think Kamala, the reason why I say she's a conservative pick for Joe Biden is she checks off all the boxes. Black woman, um, she pretty much is aligned with you in your political approach. Like she checks off every box of all of your candidates that you're looking to select, right? So I think that's what made it a safe pick for him. I just don't know. I think it it makes people happy that who are already on board with Biden. And when we when I say on board with Biden on board with the message of Biden. I don't think people, a lot of people are voting for Biden because they believe in Joe Biden. They are united in the fact that we have to get Trump out of office. I think that's the messaging that even progressives, many progressives have bought into, right? And I think the difference between this year and four years ago is we didn't have four years of Trump to already know what we, we can get if Trump gets reelected. And that may be the thing that is helping Bernie, I mean, not Bernie, but Joe Biden, is that 
we already know what Trump is about. We've seen him fail miserably with with this pandemic. We've seen him fail when it comes to unrest in this country as it pertains to racial tensions. We've seen him fail in many other things, right? So really and truly, Joe Biden should be blowing him out of the water. The fact that he's still within, he still has a somewhat of a shot is very telling as to how Joe Biden has kind of approached this thing. Now, let me give you some, let me give you a stat. According to USA Today, a poll was given, this is towards the end of March, this is before the pandemic really reared its ugly head. 15% of Sanders, Bernie Sanders supporters uh, basically acknowledged that they would potentially vote for Trump if Biden was the nominee. 15%. Now, that may sound outlandish, and you may think that that may change, as, as, as a result of this pandemic, and it may, but that's not too far off from what happened in 2016. 12% of, of Bernie Sanders supporters actually voted for Trump. That's in addition to, that's in addition to, uh, I think a six or 7% drop off of black voters from 2012 to 2016, right? And then you have a lot of young people who Joe Biden nor Kamala really relate to. So my thing is, while selecting Kamala Harris actually is a safe pick and a lot of people who are already planning on voting for Biden are excited about it, I don't think it moves the needle towards progressives who were on the either on the fence or black people who were like, "Eh, I don't know. I don't think you win new votes because of that to your to your. Uh, friend's argument about the Kamala selection. However, because Trump has been so bad, Biden still may have a shot. Again, last week I said, you ever watched a game and it looks like both of those teams want the first round draft pick by how they're trying to throw the game? That's what it looks like. So Biden still is looking okay. He Mm. should just be up further ahead. Okay. It's just my thoughts. You got any other questions about it? You 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 got every, you got every all of my other questions in your comment. So uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I just I just think she just hurt herself when she tried to. Because the thing is, what's so funny about Kamala is that while she's been accused of not being progressive, I don't think we really know where Kamala stands on things. No, no I think I once she made it clear she wanted to be president she became real centrist and kind of waffled on major issues. Um, she was once supportive of Sanders uh, healthcare for all um, initiative. And once she began to throw her hat in the ring for presidency, she kind of moved away from that. Right. And that's something that progressives want to see. Another thing that people who love like Bernie, because of his, his willingness to address student loan debt, um, haven't heard nothing of that since then, right? Since Bernie dropped out. So again, there's no appeal to young voters who kind of fell off in the 2016 election. Not by much, but you know, um, like black millennials fell off uh, when it when it came to her when it came to Hillary. So I don't know if you get them back in this election necessarily. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's it's those certain types of issues with black people. She's black. You would expect her to have had an agenda of black 
agenda, a blackity black agenda. Extra that black. Would have addre- extra black <laughs> agenda that that really addressed like reparations. What are your what's your take on reparations? She kind of had something that she wanted to do that was almost kind of a rising tides lift all boats kind of thing to where she addresses lower income families getting a, a monthly check or something like that. But it's not addressed specifically to black people. So you don't have a plan for reparations. You don't have a plan to address, to financially impact the black community specifically. It's going to turn off a lot of black people who are already not impressed by how things have turned out. So it's a, who knows? It's going to be, you know, Biden is polling very similar to where Hillary Clinton was polling four years ago. And that, after all we've seen of Trump, should make you very worried. <laughs> right, right. Because we know the popular vote's not going to be enough. Um, let, let, let me let me share quickly the other side of that, Walker. There is a level of pride I have as a black man that Kamala was was uh, tapped for this as Biden's running mate. Uh, a, Biden did what he said he was going to do. So, you know, I, I salute that. But B, I mean, you, you talk about an HBCU grad, you know, which, you know, makes me think of my wife. You talk about a um, esteemed member of uh, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, which reminds me of my wife. You know, you think about how close, you know, if this works out in the Democrats' favor, uh, you think about, you know, her her background positions her the closest to the presidency as, you know, as you can get if you are, <laughs> if we're determining levels of blackness here, but if you're, if you're extra black, you know, and I think there's a lot to be said about that. So, um I got a level of pride with that. And, you know, I, I'm kind of balanced here. I got my concerns. I got my things I'm happy about. And they, they really they really kind of balance. So I'm just going to, you know, make sure my popcorn is fresh and you know, I'll just keep tossing it in as I keep watching things on the campaign trail. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you you're you're happy to see that. Um, and I think one of the things I alluded to is with Kamala <clears throat> with Kamala. That's not really knowing where she's really concrete on as it pertains to major issues. I think what I've been reading is there are progressives who are kind of ho- like what they don't want to do. The reason why they're they're falling in line, so to speak, is they're hoping that they have Kamala's ear down the road because Kamala, if if she gets if Biden gets voted in as president. Kamala becomes the face of the Democratic Party for quite some time. And what you don't want to do is burn that bridge from the jump, assuming that that happens, right? And so I think there's a lot of potential there. Um, It could be wishful thinking, but there's a potential there to hopefully kind of win Kamala over in terms of some of the progressive initiatives that they want to pass on as it pertains to health care, as it pertains to, you know, a lot of, you know, economics. I mean, the whole nine. So it it should be interesting to see. We spent a lot of time talking politics. I hope we didn't put y'all to sleep. (laughs) All right. Get us out of here, Walker. Shout outs and player of the week. Uh, I want to go first. I want to shout out Adam Silver. Oh, NBA. NBA. Um, There are other shout outs I could have made, but I want to say that I was kind of nervous for the NBA. Um, They've been playing ball for what, three weeks now? 
Um, the playoffs begin tomorrow, and we have not had a major outbreak. Uh, we haven't had players missing time. They've, if they've missed playing time, it's because they are resting or they're actually injured. So for Adam Silver and the NBA, and I'm, I, you know, he has an amazing team behind him because Adam Silver didn't come up with all this by himself. But uh, as a leader, they have done their their job in protecting players. Um, presenting a great product on the court because some of these games have been fantastic um, while at the same time raising awareness uh, to to police brutality and equality and the whole nine with the players and, and everything they've been doing from the commercials, uh, the players making statements, uh, whether it's through what they're wearing during the national anthem, during press conferences, still raising awareness and keeping it at the forefront has been second to none. And I want to shout out Adam Silver and the entire NBA for a job well done. Um, still kind of early. I hope the guys continue to stay safe, continue to abide by the rules and protect themselves, their teammates, coaches, uh, so on and so forth. But so far, so good. Uh, job well done, guys. Keep up the good work. Yeah, man. It's it to 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 speak of the power of everything that's going on in the bubble. You know, I had a I had a random thought because you know a lot of college football has been talked about and the season being in jeopardy. And I'm thinking, man, if college football could only do like a bubble type thing like the NBA's doing impossible right. number one <laughs> but if you know what i'm saying i'm sure they'd be interested so but anyway um, um before before we get to your shout out i put this here as a filler i could have used it as a um, as a discussed trash topic playoff start tomorrow who you got winning it man uh the portland trailblazers gotcha Clippers for me. Oh, you gonna you gonna ride the Clippers bandwagon? Okay, I see, you. I see. You. Um, they're the number two seed in the West. I know, so they're, and they're right. tough, dude. And you talk about depth. You talking about like strength and depth? Oh my goodness, yeah, they're they're tough. Um, I just <laughs> for, forgive me because I'm on the Trailblazers bandwagon because I've seen a lot of exciting uh, basketball coming from uh, the Portland squad. You you watched the game yesterday, I'm sure. Watched some of it. And um, it's just like it, I felt like the Grizz were keyed in on Dame and Dame still was allowed to be Dame. But then you had CJ was like, OK, if y'all going to key in on him, watch me cook. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and CJ cooked. And then, you know, uh, Carmelo uh, provided the dagger at the end. But um, are they going to beat the Lakers? No, but I'm trying to get some clickbait here. So I say Portland wins the whole series. Who cares? Because the Warriors aren't going to win. Uh, the Warriors are undefeated in the bubble, though, so don't forget that. My shout-out, Walker. That is not a true statement. <laughs> the Warriors are undefeated in the bubble. You got to be in the bubble to even be considered. They're they, out of the bubble. They haven't lost a game. The they haven't lost a game in bubble play. You said in the bubble. They're not even in the bubble. That, those, are, uh, those are minor details, Walker. My statement remains true. <laughs> they are undefeated, but you, you got to be in the bubble for your record to matter. That's fine, Brent Walker. No one cares. Um, <laughs> my shout out goes to um, <laughs> a man who uh, I respect a lot in the entertainment industry, Anthony Anderson. Um, he has brought. Uh, was going yeah, this direction. <laughs> Anthony Anderson has brought a microcosm of my life to the big screen uh, to everyone's entertainment and. 
Um, it's it's kind of humbling to know that a lot of people close to me are like, hey, man, you're Dre Johnson from Black. Ronnie, that is you. That's you 100 percent. I'm like, well, nah, he's a little more fly than I am, but it's all good. But no, Anthony Anderson got his Hollywood Walk of Fame star right the day before he turned 50, man. Shout out to this dude, man. Hey. Walker, you know, we've re- we've received a lot of awards for this for this podcast. But it takes a lot of work to make the Hollywood Walk of Fame to get that star on uh, whatever they call it. Um, I was going to say Rodeo Drive, but it's not Rodeo. But it's um, not. Yeah. <laughs> but shout out to him, man. The dude's been working hard. I mean, it's, it, he's come a long way from hang time on NBC on Saturday mornings. Uh, so, yeah, I want to shout this guy out. He's played, you know, uh, a variety of roles and he's he's pretty much killed it uh, just in just in every, every role. He's just about every role he's done. So much well deserved for that man. And um, I'm here and for it's, it. It's, it's helped him to also land uh, a few like game shows on ABC, um, which has given him even more exposure. He's it's also propelled him to like host some award shows. So his 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 star. Uh, pun intended has been rising for the past four to five years uh, as a result and he's 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 capitalized on it so shout out to him I'm happy for him yeah I hate I hate in this pandemic I would have loved to have seen a photo of his TV family with him from Blackish. that would have been so because of what's going on it's tough for them to get out and support him but I'm pretty sure they were there in spirit yes shouts out to him all right so my player of the week (laughs) goes to if i'm saying it right kima silverand he is a was uh the the rookie cornerback for the seattle seahawks Mm. as you know the nfl is trying to continue uh uh training camp and trying to have a season um and so they these these teams have been under strict uh strict guidelines to not have guests uh, coming up to their hotels and seeing them out of fear of exposing themselves to COVID and affecting their teammates with COVID. Well, Kima Sivaran clearly did not get the memo. And if he did, didn't care really much. Uh, he was caught on video trying to sneak a woman into the team's hotel. Now, listen, I don't think he's the first. He may be the first, but he may not be the last. Okay, to attempt this, but he may be the last to to actually attempt it in a certain kind of way. According to the video, the woman was on camera wearing Seahawks gear. So the attempt was to try to disguise this woman as an actual football player so that no one would notice he was sneaking a woman into into his room. Okay, now. Here's the thing, Gat. Here's the thing. I have questions. Now, I don't know what Kima's into, okay? It's his business. It's his business. It's none of mine, none of yours, none of ours, right? But let's say he was able to successfully sneak a woman into his room disguised as an NFL player, and no one was the wiser to look at that that figure going into his room and say, you know what? That doesn't look like a – that looks like a player, no harm here. Why does that woman look like a football player? You ever thought to think about that, Kima? Maybe she looks like a woman in Seattle's gear and not a football player. 
And if she does look like a football player, again, I don't know what you're into. It's none of my business. But if I try to sneak a woman into my room, everyone would know that, yeah, that's a woman. Look at the figure, okay? So now he's been released, and now he has to spend the rest of this season, the rest of his career, trying to sneak himself back onto an NFL roster. So, Khaled, <laughs> your thoughts on Kima and his antics? Congratulations, you played yourself. Walker, this is just another example of what some good WAP <laughs> would make a guy want to do. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I could not resist. <laughs> no, it stands for workless player is what it stands for. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> oh, oh goodness. Okay, man. Uh, Walker, I got... <laughs> please don't take this the wrong way. But I got a young woman by the name of Alicia Kuhn. Okay? She was cooning oh, for sure. This is, is going to be good. <laughs> Um, Walker, I'm going to take you a short little two, two hour drive to LaGrange, Georgia. I know you're familiar with LaGrange, Mr. Lee County. Um, <laughs> well, Alicia, uh, it, it starts off innocent, Walker. Okay. Uh, she had to go to the emergency room to help a loved one. Right. And so, um, she gets there and, uh, you know, they, they check in, you know, normal, no, normal, you know, normal behavior of going to a uh, emergency room. Right. But as you as you know, Walker, if you've ever been in an emergency room, you're probably going to be there for a while. You're going to be waiting. If you're not bleeding, you know, you're going to be waiting there for a while. So no details on what symptoms this person that Alicia was with had. But uh, they were in the waiting room. Um, excuse me. They were in the emergency room waiting for an extended period of time. So Alicia grows restless. And so, Walker, I'll be honest. She did what any of us would do. She broke into an ambulance and drove off with them. <laughs> um, according to the, the report I read, Walker, uh, not knowing, uh, after getting the ambulance running, um, not knowing the uh, button configurations, Alicia even managed to uh, uh, arm the lights on the ambulance. So as she's joyriding in this ambulance and, um, and uh, <laughs> it hurt, uh, discourse for uh, for waiting in the emergency room for so long. She uh, gets the attention of police who were alarmed uh, minutes after this uh, ambulance was stolen. And um, just imagine the optics here, Walker. This police officer is pulling over an ambulance with sirens on. Well, not sirens, but just lights flashing. And so um, Alicia, again, in a very sticky situation, once uh once they attempted to apprehend her she did again what anyone else would do walker she fled or tried to <laughs> so uh walker of course she was apprehended by police and she, of course she expressed her disdain for having to wait in the emergency room uh so long but walker here's the thing that i want you to know that if if alicia were here i would convey to her okay no one likes to wait we're impatient humans we're impatient americans right we want everything now right but walker um or excuse me not you walker alicia i don't know if you reduced your waiting time or chances to a more uh a more shortened waiting time by deciding to go rogue and, and not hijacking, but carjacking an ambulance. 
I mean, I just I don't I don't understand how this gets you a shorter waiting time for your loved one that that you brought to the ER. So anyway, um, Walker, this happened. This is actually happened uh, yesterday or last night. Excuse me. And um, so we, st- we still don't know if she's, you know, what, what her situation is going to be. I can assume that she's going to be in jail for a period of time just because that is that is just something you don't do when you grow impatient. So um, Walker Wren uh, <laughs> was on was on scene here to witness some of these antics. And this is all we we're able to get out of him. You idiots. No words. <laughs> you mean to tell me you've never wanted to steal an ambulance walker? <laughs> After my loved one was in the emergency room for a long time, I almost went there, <laughs> but then they called my loved one to the back. Right, so I, right. that you was were, as far as that thought ended. You were on the verge, yeah. Thank goodness yeah, for close. them. <laughs> hey, Walker, I don't, I, I don't make the make up this foolishness. I just find it. So anyway, um, yeah, Alicia. Uh, enjoy that view. We have a come get your boy. Oh, I love these. <sighs> Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, I do. I do. I read about this. Yes. <laughs> come on, Walker. Just bring it. This is so good. <laughs> Cuba Gooding Jr. Of course, we know is is in court. It's so funny how art almost imitates life, so to speak. Cause you remember he played OJ and now he's in court, not for murder, but sexual assault. Okay. His, his get out. I, I, bruh. Okay. This, this well, is I'm wild. just going to get it out. This is out wild. The lawyer in an empty courtroom on Thursday, right. And for, for a preliminary hearing, argued that the women with small breasts tend to be delusional as a defense for the allegations made against Cuba Gooding Jr. (laughs) Yeah. Cuba's done. Cuba's done. Dude. If this if this is what his attorney's coming with, you're right, Walker. He's done. Yeah, all this time, and this is what you got. He's done. It's been a good career, Cuba. Um, I loved radio. <laughs> but uh no, 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 you are wrong for that. What? I did like radio. You didn't like radio? I did, but you, you were wrong to bring it up at this point. <laughs> In this context. How am I wrong? I like radio. You can be super savage when you want to be. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's over, man. It's over. That's all I got. It's 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 over, Gatry. I don't know if you got anything else here, but Gatry. You, you know, Walker, when I read this. Go ahead. Come get your boy. When Come I read, get your boy. That's all I got to say. When I read this, uh, number one, I was laughing hysterically. But um, as I came back from my laughter, I was thinking about uh, the attorney I had on the player of the week last week who, you know, who who brought a forged death certificate from his client to a judge. Right. Um, and I was like, who who's who's the bigger idiot of these two? I just I, I, I don't know. But um, 
What Man. happened to the attorney? I meant to ask you that. Dude, what happened to the attorney dude, in that story? I read that article at least five times, and I was like, I know I'm overlooking the details of the, what happened to the attorney. There was no mention of the attorney at all. No name. All that was mentioned in terms of that attorney was that he presented the documents to the judge. But you, you, would, you would think there'd be some type of punishment for him as well. That sounds like disbarment. I mean, you, you can't. But hey, the this pandemic is uh, impacting people in a in a wide variety of ways. But um, let's pray for our attorneys out there. If if some of you are doing things like this, <laughs> uh, I guess anyway. I guess. Um, you got anything else, bro? Nah, Walker. I've <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to be delusional. So I'm just gonna stop here. That's crazy. Well. uh Let's stand and get out of here. Not, not literally. But uh, I don't have a word. I don't have a word for the week. But what I will say is may the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent one from another. Let us go in peace. The doors of the Tipping Point Pod Church are open. Have a great, safe, productive week. And as always, I am Caesar Walker. He is Ronnie Gatry. This is the Tipping Point Podcast. Thanks again for listening.